<laughs> what up, everybody? It's your boy Flash for ALW Gaming, aka MyCat36. I'm here with Mildew here, and it's the nine ball on a beautiful May 23rd, 2023, for episode 14 of Alt Things Gaming. Nine ball, where did you go? <laughs> You're hiding from it, bud. You're hiding from it, bud. <laughs> um, as you guys, you said what? I think I can still hear you. You, see, you think it always oh, that a little loud for you guys? Yeah, man, loud, man. <laughs> At least on my end. I'm not yeah. gonna turn you down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because we, 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 we are exactly where you you guys can get your race energy drink at reppsports.com. Type in repsports.com. Type in LWT game at checkout and get fifteen percent off. How, how much was that? The nine ball. Fifty-two percent. 15, 15, 15%. 15%. How much was it there? Uh, Mildred oh, yeah, Care? How, how much is it, Mildred uh, Care? I think it's like 15? 15. One five. One five. We don't want to confuse those people out there that are energy, <laughs> energy uh, drinker enthusiasts. So if you guys like I energy like, drink, take half off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had one earlier this morning, so I'm actually drinking a water. Uh, I had the, uh, what was it? The sour gummy worm. So quite, quite delicious. But yeah, make sure you guys are doing that. Rep Sports, reppsports.com. But uh, as you guys are probably aware, uh, we didn't have a stream last week. We were planning on doing one. I'm going to be honest with you. I was extremely tired after Jamaica. And I'm wearing the shirt. Jamaica, man. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. So I decided to take the day off. Well. no. Go ahead. I was just going to say we're um, glad you could Jamaica back to us, you know. Thank you. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I like it. Oh, I have a dad joke for you guys because my, my buddy, uh, Buckeye, on uh, on uh, Call of Duty. We were playing Call of Duty the other day, and he told it to me. I've never heard it before. It sounds like it's something that I should have heard, but I've never heard it before, and it made me chuckle big time. So here's the dad joke. Did you hear about the guy that stole the calendar? No. I heard he got 12 months. <laughs> oh, my God. But I you're gonna make a great dad. I, I'm already a great you, dad, you, you know. Did. I'm already you a great dad. You just left the level, though. You yeah, just you evolved. The level. <laughs> no, dude. I just evolved from just standard dad to to even greater dad. You know, <laughs> dude. I I heard that. I heard him tell me that, and I was just like, okay, well, yeah, yes, I love it. Absolutely love it. And I even told you that. I told it. Yeah, I even told it at the uh, at, at job today at work when we were in the meeting. They were cra- because they had a no laugh contest. It was like a little icebreaker. We had a no smiling contest, or whatever. I and here's the thing. Okay, I was like, I got this. Like, I got this. <laughs> when when and here's the thing. When all right, so I I I can actually smile and I can also not. But when someone tells me not to smile because for five minutes because we're about to do it it's just so hard for me not to smile man because it's just so it's just so funny for some reason i don't know why but um so yeah so i was out like instantly <laughs> i was out like instantly and and so uh and so because i was out i was able to talk and i told the dad joke and yeah it was funny it was it was funny you're kind of but yeah but wow, that was just mentally loves company <laughs> but it's been about two weeks, and I want to check in on my compadres here. Starting off with Mildewy Care, man. How have you been? What's been going on with you? What have you been up to? Oh, just living life like normal. Just being a lone gamer, you know. 
I'm playing some uh, solo games and getting back into uh, V Rising because I got Gloomrod out now. Um, been doing um, Phasmophobia and Demonologist with uh, Hey It's Abs and Gravity and Nineball. Ball. Uh, been loving that. Also got Abyss back on um, Phasmophobia, trying to get him level up for the new update when they do the badge resets. Um, been playing also some other games like called Cosmoteer. Um, and, you know, just playing my uh, survival games, um, Among Trees. Uh, I haven't picked up Seven Days to Die again yet. Um, Night of the Dead I need to play again because they've got some new updates and stuff. And for anyone who plays Conan out there, um, the new um, series of Conan's coming, um, which is actually going to have some new stuff, which I believe was even something I'm mentioning about, like, PvP, PvE raids, I think. So looks like they're adding a bunch of stuff to Conan, which uh, I definitely still have on my PC and played a lot. And I'm definitely trying to figure out how to make uh, my own like local server to keep stuff fun. So if we can get that going, let's say uh, let's see if we can get the crew down, do some uh, you know, yeah. R-rated stuff on Conan. In other words, R-rated meaning um, chopping heads off. You know, Skyrim. You know, there you go. There, there, some of the kids will know Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Nine ball, man, my guy. How's it going? What you been up to? What's been happening? Um, well, not too much. Been actually out, caught up on a few movies, catching up on some TV shows, watching certain shows because God, I got so much to catch up on. I got a ton of anime I got to start watching, which I started watching. I watched three of them. And I'm watching only one right now. The other one's on standby. I got two more. I've been working on my anime tier list. I had to re- redo that because I started rereading it. I was like, man, I got to start moving this stuff around. Because I got so many new ones I'm putting on there because I started up some. Outside of that, been playing Master Duel, of course, Power Wash Simulator, of course. Um, no Man's Sky. I'm getting back into that. I wanted to check out some of the updates for it. I seen it had quite a few updates, you know. And I like I ain't played in a long time. Um, outside of that, uh, first party games, not too much. Like I said, watch a lot of movies and stuff lately. I also been getting back into exercising again. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yep. I um as you guys know again I was on vacation so I didn't like I was I spent a lot of last week getting caught up back up on the animes I missed out on so Hell's Paradise Home Hero um my love story with Yamada Kun uh, level nine hundred ninety nine uh, uh how Rayliana ended up in the Duke's mansion um, I the only anime that I haven't got fully caught up is the one that came out yesterday and that is uh. Uh, I got a cheat skill in another world and became overpowered in the in the uh, unrivaled in the real world, world too. Um, so I'm I, I'm still an episode behind on that one, but I'm going to get caught up on that today, probably after the stream at some point. Um, video game wise, I've been playing a lot of like narrative video games. Uh, I didn't want to start anything too uh, long. I've just been playing a lot of FIFA and uh, Call Call of Duty and. Uh, <clears throat> And League of Legends. Been playing a lot of League of Legends lately, trying to make ranks so I can play with Muhizi. Um But yeah, but I I've been playing League of Legends. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been doing that a bit, and um, 
I mean, you obviously you guys are more than welcome to join me whenever I'm trying to do my runs. Uh, I might be even playing that after the stream today. Um, yeah, just because I'm trying, I want to try to get ranked so I could play with Muhizi a little bit more and all that good stuff. Having a, having a good time with Ash on that game. And, yep, I definitely will. Uh, but I'm not. I don't want to start anything too heavy narrative wise because Final Fantasy 16 is around the corner. I know we're going to talk about Final Fantasy 16 here uh, soon, and and I'm very excited to, 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 for this game to come out. Um, but yeah, we're literally a month away from that, so I don't want to start anything that will take me a while to actually get through it because I, I know that when Final Fantasy 16 goes out, it's going to be tunnel, tunnel vision. Everything else is off to the side until I complete that storyline game. So, but yeah, but go ahead. Oh, sorry, going ahead. No, no I, was just gonna, I was just going to say, yeah, I'm just, but yeah, I just haven't really been playing a ton. Just been watching quite a bit of anime, getting fully caught up on all that. Uh, and also, actually, uh, on the 28th, I believe, so I think that's a Sunday, we're going to get in, uh, an announcement, uh, a news announcement about Eminence in, in the Shadow. E Eminence in Shadow. We're going to have, so it's probably going to talk about season two, and it'll probably have like a, some sort of release date or release year, um, likely, is what's going to happen. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, I've not watched that one. Yet. Uh, can't yeah. wait for more of that. And then also, um, I'm waiting for more information on Bofuri. Bofuri. Uh, I mean, well, that one just recently ended. Unless I don't think it's. Oh, actually, is it over? Season two? I don't know if season two is over. Is already done. Yeah, season two is already done. Do you know how many episodes are in season two? I want to say I could have sworn it was eight. All right, so that that sounds like it might just be a core then that they're finished with, like uh, um, because of a yeah, season. Is, yeah, normally they go like twelve or twenty four. Yeah, 20, no, twenty four. Like twenty four is more is more even because even for uh, Spy Family, that first season was uh, twelve episodes, but then the core they yeah. didn't call the next set that came out. They didn't call that season two. They just said core two. Because it was twenty four episodes, that which makes a season. So usually, usually, if it's like an actual like anime uh, season, it's going to be like like you just said, anywhere between twelve to twenty four episodes. More leaning towards the 24, 26 episode range, like Rising of the Shield Hero did. So, um, yeah. so, so the fact that Bo Fury might only be eight to twelve episodes, it's probably just the first core of se of this season, if it's even considered season two. Because I actually don't even know what they've been called. Both Fury season two, like what what we got recently. I don't know if they even call it season two. If you're, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I have yeah. to watch. No, no, and that's fine. Like I, I was kind of curious about if it was season two or not, but mm -hmm. um, I just I'm waiting for more because it's turned out to be a really, really good series. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit, um, and this is just the point of it. Like I mean, it's definitely got that Sao feel, you know, with the VR world and all. Mm -hmm. um, just to me, I always go back to the old dot hacks to the very first ones. Oh my god! When I they first introduced, those. when they first introduced the concept of VR kind of play and all, you know. Mm, yeah. So it was I definitely got to go back and rewatch. <laughs> Dude, like, the old dot hack is just like holy crap! <laughs> I got, it. I bought it when it came out. I just got, I got to. It's been a while since I've seen those. Oh yeah, no, they, it's an old one. It's an old one. But if you guys, anyone likes, you know the. Log Horizon, Sword Art Online, you know, Burfory type of things with the virtual world type games and all. Uh, go back, watch Die Hack. It's like first gen of the virtual world type gaming animes. And it looks, I believe it was. 
I'm currently keeping a promise to a fr uh, my niece. I told her I watched some, some of these anime. So, uh, first one I'm watching, I believe, is Demon Slayer, my first one. Absolutely. The next one would be Jujutsu Kaisen. <clears throat> and the second okay. one would be Bonkers. You know, so, I told her I was going to watch these. I need to start watching them. Two of I the watched it with three, though. Um, the first one I watched was bad. Um, and that wasn't Demon Slayer. That was you ever heard of Bastard? Yeah, that, I watched the first episode. Could not get into. Could not get into that. Yeah, movie. It was pretty much the same road. I was like, eh, this is bad. Yeah, it's, it's this not. This like it's like a real bad horny D and D player and watched heavy metal and decided to make an anime. <laughs> yeah, it, the Bastard just seems like a just like a sign in for those who just who just need that. Feeling of like they're they're powerful or something. It's like no, no. Yeah. The second one was Tress, which I thought was sort of interesting. Which I one? I've been Tress. Hmm. It's sort of like it's sort of like supernatural meets Men in Black in some ways. Where it's like the un the ghost and demon world and the human world are just side by side, and it's like one of the main characters kind of like this, I guess, peacemaker between the two. And she's supposed to make sure that everybody's following the rules and everything. But I'm going to spin back to that. First time I finish up Demon Slayer, which I started back over completely. Yeah, Demon Slayer. Yeah, because of the three that you mentioned, you said Demon Slayer, you said Jujutsu Kaisen, and Bungo Stray Dogs. Two of the three of those are excellent animes. Bungo Stray Dogs, I don't really have an opinion as of yet because it's it's a weird one. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a unique one. I'm not even that far in it. Um, but yeah, that is that. You've got to watch it. I said. Yeah, Hell's Hell's Paradise is definitely yeah. where it's at for sure. Uh, I would say that, and then also I would recommend, and I, I know I said this before, but this was recommended to me by Muhizi, Malevolent Spirits. That is a fantastic anime, and um, I, I I hope they I hope they have another season that's coming out. Like I feel like there's going to be more seasons about it, but I don't. I don't hear anyone speak about Malevolent Spirit, so I just I, I want to get that out there in the wild. If you guys are anime enthusiasts and would like to have a new anime to check out, Malevolent Spirit's the way to go. There is no dub, so it was something it is something that you're going to have to read. That, uh, that is fine. I watched like I watched the anime like Sunday Without God and um, even Persona Four and several other. Even My Next Life as a Villainous, I watched it all sub. Mm -hmm. I I can watch it sub. I just. If I've got the time to do it, I definitely can. But I just I find myself just in between so many things and trying to go and help people out with family and stuff. That it's just like, you know, it's like all right. Uh, yeah. Ones I want to watch, I've got on my list is um, uh, what was it? Um, I'm trying to remember the name here real quick. It was like I was like what Buddy Daddies? I think it was okay. Yeah, they, like, I got I got that on my queue. Like, yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me just of Spy, Spy Times Family. I'm like, I, I gotta watch this. And then another one that actually was on my list that I need to watch, I just, I'm waiting for it to come out in English still, um, is A Galaxy um, Next Door. I've, I've seen that on the queue of Grunt Control. I haven't started either one of those. But that, I I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't heard either, but those are on my list to watch. Um, if they can go in English, it's also not, I'll try and find time to watch them. Mm -hmm. all, but those are definitely two or whatever on my that really piqued my interest in stuff that I think I would enjoy. Um, for those who don't know, um, Buddy Daddy's is pretty much about two. I believe they're like mafia style hitmen who end up uh, taking care of. I think their target's daughter or something. 
like any becoming like kind of like you know dual parenting in a way to this little kid um i may be wrong on like who the kid is but you know they definitely are taking care of a child and still trying to do their jobs uh galaxy next door is about uh, a manga artist in japan taking care of his two siblings because his parents passed away and getting help from a girl next door who ends up being someone not of this galaxy <laughs> <laughs> so uh it definitely seems like a kind of like a slice of lifestyle one that one is um buddy daddy's definitely seems like slice of life action so yeah uh, the, two, two last I things i will say real quick two last things i'll say out uh, there was i uh, will say that i believe um because i haven't seen buddy daddy's it's on my queue but i believe it's over and i think i don't think there's another season the way because they if i'm not mistaken they did something that's very similar to tomachan is a girl which that was a great anime but i feel like that they could have made that much longer than what they gave us and uh they did not right? no 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 it was ex- well accepted like people loved the anime they just wrote it to where it ended and like it was at the end of the oh. month. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff. But, um, now, now here's one thing I will say about Tom- why that kind of works for Tomachan as a girl is because you have the main premise, which is she has this crush on this guy that she's been gr- like grew up with her whole life, and um, he looks at yeah. her as like one of the guys. So that's the whole premise of it. So and that's the biggest thing. There's a couple things that come out here and there and everything like that. But after that first episode, almost every episode is almost like a Family Guy episode. Which where I'm what, and what I mean by that is it doesn't. There's not really any aside from the relationship. There's no progression. It's just there for your entertainment, for you to laugh, for you to see what happens, stuff like that. And then on to the next episode, which has no correlation with the other one. So it's just it's just a very not narrative driven plot until you start talking about the relationship between Tomo-chan and uh, the main guy so it's just like yeah so I, they could have done more with it I feel like that should have been at least two or three seasons long at least um, especially since the manga I know is, is a lot longer because uh, in some cases when it's that short the other supporting characters and side characters I don't get enough information from them like I know who they are because the anime is telling me who they are but I don't like I can't resonate with this person and this person because they're only in for a couple of frames. Like they're only in for like an episode or two, even though that they highlight them as pivotal character or pivotal supporting characters. So yeah, there's just just a couple of uh, things that I wish was a little different with that one. But I say that all that to say that I be- I believe Buddy Daddies did the same thing. Like I don't think there's a season two of Buddy Daddies from what I saw. I think it's just like when, when you watch it, it's done and it's intended to be done. It's just that it was just super short, anime wise. It just going okay. back kind of like that perfect ending. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, and, and again, I think the ending's good, but I think the journey and the, even the journey to it is good. But I feel like it could have they could have flushed it out more because they did something very similar to quintessential quint. Like the way that quintessential quintuplets ended, I feel like we got robbed because that movie that came out that that's season three. And they cut out so like, much stuff. Yeah, I feel like a lot of animes do that, too. I've seen kind of uh, recently on some stuff. Um, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still very curious about it. You know, even yeah, yeah, same here. I'll still watch it, but, you know, you know, if not, we'll try and get the... Uh, Try and get the petition out. Get you know, <laughs> the next season. Uh, one last thing I did want to say, I actually watched I can't forget about this. I actually binge watched this one. Um, it's on Netflix. It's Inside Job. I and that. that was actually pretty good. 
I uh, gotta put that. As you know, I got a huge list because after the anime I, burnout, I would recommend you put that one up on the top, buddy. I waited so long, and like I got a huge amount to catch up on. So yeah, so, yeah I would. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen that yet. But um, and one last thing, and we'll go on over to the news proper and all that good stuff. Um, uh, for anyone that does like my next life as a villainess. I do recommend for you guys to definitely check out how Reliana ended at the Duke's Mansion because it's very similar to that. Um, very similar, actually. And on top of that, every episode, like, you know, like they come out with anime, uh, anime episodes every week. This one is uh, just like just like Tomo-chan is a girl. This is simultaneously launching the English dub at the same time. So when okay. it comes out in Japanese, it's they- also there in dub, too, as well. So no, I, can yeah. they find this on High Dive or Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is there. It's, okay, again, again, it's called How, How Ray Liana Ended Up at the Duke's Mansion. Um, and, it, and there's been a couple... I don't own it anymore. And there's been a couple changes. There's been a couple shifts here and there for the um, upcoming... Fantasy Gaming League, as we have right here, and I have it here in front of me. So anyone that is yeah, big... somebody made some moves. Yeah, they certainly freaking did. Zaka Corp, are you kidding me? Mortal Kombat One, you freak. Okay, All what right. happened? You know what happened. You know what happened. You good? You got better? No, you got better than no. Okay. So, so yeah, so anyone that is curious about it, um, <laughs> Fantasy Gaming League, it works for very similar to Fantasy Football, but instead of being against one person throughout the week, you're against everybody throughout the annual basis so, so for the entire year. It's on a 100-point scale where uh, they utilize the scores off of Metacritic, and then anything that's above 70 points, the 70 points is being the threshold, so, so anything that scores above 70 points gains you points, anything that scores below loses you points, and anything that's right at 70 now they're gaining or loses. If you counterpick a game that's on somebody else's list, they cannot drop that game. If it, if it scores poorly, you gain the points that they would have lost. If it does great, you end up, unfortunately, taking the hit um, for choose, for counterpicking that game. Um, but again, like if it's if it's picked and it gets delayed into the fall, into like the next year or years, uh, they cannot drop that, that game. So you just made a vacant spot on their list, and then you just succeeded in that aspect of it. Um, so there's been a couple changes here. Zaka Corp uh, right now. Uh, his, his, his first on my list here, he has Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which got him 34 points. They got a 97 on uh, Metacritic. Dude, that was not a surprise to anyone at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redfall wouldn't have sucked. 97 is still a, a high score, though, especially when you're talking about a sequel. Usually, sequels don't do as well on Metacritics. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Um, Wolong Fallen Dynasty got 11 points. Redfall got negative 11 points. Redfall was a disaster of a launch. Um, Wolf Among Us 2 did not come out this year. (laughs) And, uh, the, and then he, the rest are pending for him, which is the Plucky Squire, Senua Saga, Hellblade 2, uh, Warhammer 40k, Space Marine 2, System Shock, Tekken 8, and Mortal Kombat 1, he just added. He has a kind of pick up Sons of the Forest. He's sitting right now at 34 points. 
AOWT Gaming, aka myself, I have Final Fantasy 16, Street Fighter 6, Hades 2, Forza Motorsport, the Xbox Series X version, Oxen Free 2, Lost Signals, Eater Knight, Stellar Blade, Power World, Remnant 2, those are all pending. The only game that launched me so, uh, so far is Horizon Call of the Mountain, which got me 10 points, 80 on Metacritic. I have a counter pick of Black Myth Wukong, which is not coming out this year. Illuminatus Living right now, he has Resident Evil 4 Remake, which got him 24 points. Hollow Knight Silk Song pending. Octopath Traveler 2, 15 points. Like a Dragon Ishin, 11 points. Sea of Stars and a Bomb Rush uh, Cyber Funk. Um, all those are pending. He just picked that up. He just picked that up. That wasn't on his yeah, list before. Yeah, it looks before. like... I've never seen that game. It looks like... Um, what is that game? Um, Jet Set Radio Future, in a way. Interesting. I wonder how he came across that. Yeah, because he has four spots now instead of five. He normally has five open. So he, he went in and made a little strategic move there, picking up Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. Um, he, uh, he has four open spots. Counter pick of Wolf Among Us 2, which is confirmed. Not coming out this year. Titan Pringle Punch has Fire Emblem Engage. Got him 11 points. Liza P. Armor Core 6. Fires of Rubicon. Pikmin 4. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. All those are pending. Theater Rhythm Final Bar Lime got him 16 points. Uh, Metro Prime 4, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, those are both pending. He has two open spots, and he has a counter pick of Bayonetta Origins to Resident the Lost Demon, which got him negative 11 points. He has 15 points in total right now. I don't think I said this, but Luminous Living has 50 points, 5-0, and he is currently in second place with his picks. Uh, first place right now is uh, Carrot Patch Inc. Second place, like I said, is Luminous Living. Third place is Dr. Q. Fourth place is Zaka Corp. Fifth place is Gravitron. Sixth place is Titan Brain Go Punch. Seventh place is ALWT Gaming. And last place right now is Moga. Miko how great again. Um, back to the. Yeah, we've been. Man, me and, Car- uh, me and Karis have been really talking to Gravitron. We've been trying to. <laughs> encourage him. Encourage him. <laughs> You're trying to. Well, like, you can do it, man. You can do <laughs> it. Hey, hey, tomorrow. My, t- tomorrow. Tomorrow, Summer Game Fest around the corner. Both of those might be areas where he can really shine and pick up some games. You never know. Um, so yeah. going on to the next one, Time Brain. Oh, artist did Time Brain Go Punch. Carrot Patch Inc., who has Hogwarts Legacy 14 points. Spider-Man 2, which is pending. Wild Hearts on uh, 9 points. Company Heroes 3, 10 points. Sons of the Forest pending. Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, 11 points. Minecraft Legends got 0 points. That scored exactly 70. Hey, I'm okay with that. That makes me happy, all right? That means it didn't flop. It's just, it's good, you know? (laughs) Terranil and Adelier uh, Adelier Ryza 3, Alchemist of the the End and the Secret Key, both scored the same exact points, 12. He has an open spot, and he has a kind of pick of uh, One Piece Odyssey, which got him negative four points. Uh, Dr. Q has... So uh, Dr. Q has Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which is not coming out this year. He might want to drop that soon. He has Dead Space Remake, 19 points. Alan Wake 2 pending. Dead Island 2, 5 points. Bayonetta Origins to Resident and the Lost Demon, 11 points. He has 5 open spots. He has a kind of pick of Forspoken, which got him 3 points. Gravitron has Star Wars Jedi Survivor, 15 points. Forspoken, negative 3 points. Atomic Heart, 4 points. Black Myth Wukong, not coming out this year. Skull and Bones pending. And then lastly, but not leastly, is Moga Miko How Great Again, who has Diablo 4 pending. Starfield, Assassin's Creed Mirage, both of those are pending. Uh, One Piece Odyssey, four points. He has Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl uh, pending. And then he has five open spots and the counter pick of Skull and 
friggin' Byrunes. So yeah, so there you go. That's that is what our list is yeah, looking you like. You gotta get on the rest of them because I don't have their numbers there in Malachi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll throw I'll throw out a little reminder because it's been a while since I threw it inside the, the group text of as far as like uh hey guys, like if you guys haven't d- logged in, there's some games that's about to become coming out soon. I'm gonna take a look at your list. So I'll go ahead and do that here soon. Make it competitive. We're getting into the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting into the halfway point here, folks. Looking Legit- a little dry. <laughs> Legitimately getting inside the halfway mark here, and what we're going to get into right now is story number one, which is the PlayStation Showcase. But before <laughs> I start reading that, I do want to kind of go on over to these predictions on here that we did previously, and I feel like Nine Ball got a little gypped. You got a little gypped, my guy, because you uh, the bonus that we were going to have was that. You are going to select the correct date. Me and It's the Nine Ball, uh, me and Mildew Care both said that there was going to be June 1st for this showcase. You said it was going to be May 25th. It is May 24th. And it's, just, it's almost like wow. place. It's almost like PlayStation listened to this podcast. was like, oh, I'm go- we're going to make Nine Ball wrong. Let's go ahead and move it to the, the 24th instead of the, the 25th. I'm like- I saw that and I'm like, a Wednesday? Really? Yeah, exactly. Y'all just be like, all right, hump day, let's get it going with the games. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm not against it, but it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Now, scoring wise, this worked out in our favor, Mill Dude, because now Nine Ball doesn't get the bonus points. But. As uh, objectively oh, speaking, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Exact, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, objectively speaking, I, I feel for you, my guy, because you were you were a day off. You yeah. were almost right on. Um, so, just kind of recapping on the bonus that we have, or the, the predictions that we have. It's the nine ball. Your list is looking like this. You have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. You can think there's going to be gameplay there, a trailer, and a release date. You also said that we would get Pragmata, a release date, gameplay, and trailer. And then you also said that we're going to get Death Stranding 2, trailer, and they're going to discuss the game. So those are all of your predictions there. Uh, Mildew Carrot said that we're going to see Spider-Man 2, release date, gameplay, and trailer. Wolverine, a cinematic trailer, minor gameplay, and a release year. And then Dragon Age 4, cinematic uh, gameplay, and release date. And then I said that they're going to have Coda Remake uh, new, the Coda Remake news, uh, gameplay and trailer. Ghost of Tsushima two trailer, gameplay and release year. And then my last prediction was anything new from Blue Point. Extra bonus. Uh, it would be an extra bonus if they said Legend of, Legend of Dragoon remake. If that's what they're working on. So. That was our predictions for tomorrow's showcase. So we're going to, and we are going to be live reacting to that as well tomorrow. For anyone that's watching right now or listening later on on podcast or anything like that, we are going to be live reacting to the PlayStation Showcase tomorrow, which is 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 4 p.m. We'll be a little bit, a little pre-show beforehand around five, uh, three thirty, just kind of get, getting things all set up and, and getting ready to dive inside the 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 anticipated greatness that we're going to see. I'm actually very excited for the showcase, especially since. We didn't have one last year. We just had a couple state of plays, and they were like smaller ones. But yeah, like I'm, I'm very excited about this uh, showcase. So now going on over to the it'd news. Probably be way better than last year, though, because you know we, did, we didn't have one. We didn't have one last year. 
Yeah, they was kind of, well, that's because really they probably was just getting it together. I mean, when COVID and stuff first hit, you know, they, they kind of had to slap stuff together out of nothing. As you notice, over the years, it's gotten more and more, it's getting I, more better I, and better trained and everything. I beg to differ on that one because we, um, the, the showcase that we had in 2020 and 2021, both those were banger showcases, especially the first one when they first announced the console. That was amazing. I'm not. Well, I'm talking about you know that's because that was at you know the E3s. No, it wasn't. It wasn't E3. Yeah, this this was that. They, was that not yeah, yeah, they pulled out because we, me, and, uh, me and Mildew Carrot actually went to the last E3 that PlayStation was part of in 2018. Mm-hmm. Co- oh, they did switch off. Again. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. After right. that, because I was going to try to go again in 2019, but then they made an announcement that they're not going to be there. And I was like, oh, well, I ain't going because I was only going to go to try to see Final Fantasy VII Remake anyway. And then guess what showed up at tw- uh, E3 2019? Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was upset. But um, and then, then it came out in 2020. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they started doing their own PlayStation showcases. So the one that was in 2020 and the one that was in 2021 has been fantastic. They didn't have one last year at all. They just had a couple uh, state of plays. So this is the first high-scale showcase that we're getting. And honestly, they didn't really need to have one last year because they had so many games that was coming out. We had God of War Ragnarok. We had Horizon Forbidden West. We had Ratchet and Clank. I think that was actually two years ago, Ratchet and Clank. I think that was 2021. But still, it was just like we had a good plethora amount of games that was coming through. Now, most of those games, if not all of them, have came out. So now what's the next part, portion of it looking like? And that's why I'm excited because now we do have Spider-Man 2 that we're probably going to see. We're going to maybe see Ghost of Tsushima 2, but if it's not here, I'm actually won't be surprised. Like we still maybe have Coda remake, but if it's not here, I still won't be surprised. Wolverine, same thing. If it's still not here, I won't be surprised. Like there's just so many games that's underneath the PlayStation umbrella, first party and third party that I'm like, what are we going to see tomorrow? Like that's I'm excited for the stuff I don't know. And I said that before. I'll say it again. I'm very excited for what what I don't know and looking forward to. I'm and I want to see what's going to come out officially this year. So, without further ado, Darren Bonthis from GameSpot says this in their article. Sony is hosting a PlayStation Showcase this week, and after April's Final Fantasy XVI fo- uh, focused event, this, last, this latest edition of, play- of the company's PlayStation Showcase is expected to be a big one. A state-of-play style event during not E3 season usually contains some major reveals and announcements, and this is what this one will focus on. What's next for PlayStation's five, uh, PS5s, and PSVR2 plas, uh, platforms? The PlayStation Showcase will run for more than an hour, beginning at 1 p.m. Pacific time, which is 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on May 24th, and it will be available to watch on the official PlayStation Twitch and YouTube channels. Uh, and I have the other times on there too as well. I'll just say it for, just for anyone that's listening right now. So it's 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Central, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 9 p.m. I think that's Boston Standard Time. Is that what that is? I believe it's BST is Boston Standard uh-huh. Time. <clears throat> I could Boston be wrong. Standard time? I, I think it's Boston Standard Time, but I could be wrong. But if you guys... If you guys... If you guys have uh, BST in your area, you guys know what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we do know is that Sony ha- has some big games in development, and after Final British Fantasy, British summertime. What British? British? Uh, wait, wait, British summertime. It's probably British. It up, it's, pr- it's probably British. It's standard British time. summertime. UTC one. 
I think I think it's British. I really I think it's really supposed to be British. I know the British want to be like standard. No, it's summer. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah, this so, is summertime, not standard time. Gets right, you Americans. There, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what we do know is that Sony has some big games in development, and after Final Fantasy 16 launches on June 22nd for PS5, all eyes will be on Marvel's Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac, and possibly details on its Wolverine game. Spider-Man 2 has been rumored to be gearing up for September launch. And the September and the PlayStation Showcase will likely be the best event in which to make an official release announcement, a uh, release date announcement. Beyond Insomniac, there's also Naughty Dogs expanding on its uh, post-apocalyptic universe with the Last of Us multiplayer game. Guerrilla Games is rumored to have uh, also be adventuring into the space with a multiplayer Horizon game and a first look at what Jade Raymond Studio Haven's Games has been up to uh, since it was acquired by Sony. Sony has also confirmed that third-party content will be shown, as well as several games from its indie partners. Mortal Kombat 1 is out in September, and with Sony pos positioning itself as a hub for fighting game fans, PlayStation Showcase is another great venue to get a first look at the gameplay of NetherRealm's upcoming brawler. Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding 2 and Tekken 8 could also appear, but uh, the, next the next biggest third-party game could easily be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Details on the sequel to the Final Fantasy VII Remake has been incredibly slim since its initial reveal, but, even, but ever since the director Naki, uh, Nak, Naoki Hamaguchi confirmed that uh, the game is in full production and it, uh, it's had tentative winter of 2023 release date. Square Enix probably won't want to release the game too close to Final Fantasy XVI and risk cannibalizing sales, but a more concrete release date and new gameplay will be a great way to close out the event. Lastly, Sony has room to provide uh, updates on which games will be headed to PC next. Fans have also been hoping to see uh, Bloodborne PC port for years, although there remains no indication of that happening. End quote and story. So PlayStation Showcase tomorrow, as we are uh, less than 24 hours away from the showcase, where is everyone, I want to do a hype level check. Where's everyone's hype level at? Starting with Nine Ball. Hype level. Yes. Scale, um, scale one to ten of of, of hypeness. Uh, seven right now. Okay. Okay. It's a seven. I can't. I can't really think of anything I'm hugely yet excited for. I mean, there's some games that look interesting, but I. Have a massive backlog. I need to yep. stop eating this stuff. Okay. Uh, Mildew Carrot, hype, hype level check scale of 1 to 10. Mm, I'm going to go into it with a 5. <laughs> okay. Reason being is just you never know with these. Like, I know PlayStation has done good in the past and all, but I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go in walking, you know, to see what they've got. You know, just kind of be like a shopper going around stores, seeing what they have. And if it's some really good stuff, it's going to be like, holy crap, best shop ever. If not, I'd be like, okay, pretty nice place. And then just done, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I could go into it with a lower expectation, but my hype level for it is, is that a nine? <laughs> it is, is that a pretty well, high nine? Raise energy drinks we drink. Exactly, right? No, but I mean, like, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. A lot of this, like, I already know some stuff that's going to be likely shown there. 
But there's a lot of stuff that they announced at the previous showcases that has already hit now. So now everything for the most part is going to be more details on stuff that I don't that we already know or brand new announcements on stuff that I don't know that can be that could be very well into. You know, so like so I'm really excited for the stuff I don't know and I want to go know more details about the stuff I do know. Now, with that being said, I don't want them to harness too long on the details of the stuff I do know. As much as I'm very excited, and I'm getting even more excited for Final Fantasy 16 as I'm seeing the previews and stuff like that come out, I don't need to see more extensive information about Final Fantasy 16. I'm good on that. Just give me the game now at this point. You know? Um, yeah, I'm totally like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but why then, not? Yeah, and like I want to see gameplay for Wolverine. I think that'll be cool. I want to see actual gameplay for Spider-Man, even though I feel like it'll be more permanent to how Miles Morales and Spider-Man 2018 were. I am curious to see what they're going to do that might be a little different. I'm curious to see what's going to look like when they can take advantage of the new tech of the PS5 and push the uh, push the, the system forward and see how are they going to incorporate the haptic feedback triggers, uh, the, the 3D audio and the headset. Like, How are they going to do all that to a certain degree? I do want to see what other PSVR t- titles that's going to be out there that might be like okay finally we have something here it may not even it may not even be here and 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 history has shown us it probably won't but you never know it's always again i'm excited for what i don't know we might see some more uh uh freaking what's it exo primal we're probably going to see some more of that i played the the beta previously with shaolin keys and then we had we had fun with that um it was a little confusing at first because we were expecting to do like the campaign style like thing like almost like the at the time when we thought Redfall was going to be, we, we were going to do that, um, but it wasn't. That I mean, and that was fine. We did a PV. It was a PVEB, PVEBP, which was really weird, but a lot of fun. So, and I can just imagine us getting a group of four just going in there, just doing the thing. Because what it is, and, I, and I, I'm not going to harness on this too long, because again, we have other stories to get to. But what it was is that yeah, the team of four or five. Of exoprimals like like warriors inside these suits and stuff, which you can switch out pretty much at any point of the game, which was really cool. But anyway, um, so then you're going through, you're fighting all these dinosaurs, and but then there's a team on the other in another realm, if you will, that is doing the same thing. Uh, so you're trying to beat. I know, you're, I've seen. You're trying, yeah. You're trying to go ahead and you're trying to go ahead and beat these dinosaurs faster than other people. But then there'll be other things that you can do, like, like say, I might be able to go ahead and hit this button, and then in the other realm, a Tyrannosaurus Rex will show up and start attacking them or something like that, and try to like stall them a little bit. And then when you get towards the end, they switch it even more because then at that point, you have direct PvP contact with those people that you were competing against to race against the clock at that time. <laughs> So it was just like it was just a very it was a very unique way of doing um, uh, competitive like competitive gameplay. Honestly, in a way, it was almost like Overwatch on steroids for like legitimately. It was actually really cool. So, we yeah. had something. I remember something sort of like that on what was that World of Warcraft, where they had like a map and you would go to an island. And one team's on one side and the other team's on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how we're supposed to collect certain things and do certain things while they're on the other side doing it. Yeah, yeah. And whoever whoever does it fastest will move on to the next round a little quicker. And and like yeah, and like and then again, like I said, like it was it was different almost each stage. 
Um, and then, uh, and then there's a certain point where you guys get to the stage like four of that level. Then there, there's that potential of having crossover to where they come inside your world and they are straight up attacking you directly. They're not sending stuff to your world; they're actually in your world now, and you guys are fighting it out and stuff like that as you're trying to escort this item from one place to another or whatever. So very, it was very, very interesting stuff. And like, yeah, like I said, me and Shalom, we had a good time with it. It was something that we were looking forward to. We did have little qualms with the character creation. We wish that they were a little bit more in depth with that. Um, but ultimately, though, we had a, we had a pretty good time with it. And and, that, and they could show Exhale Primal at this thing because I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be coming out this year. You know, you, you talked about Pragmata previously. There, Nine Ball, that's on your list for predictions. Same thing. Yeah, they're gonna they'll probably talk about that. That we show, we saw that first at the PlayStation Showcase. So there's just a lot of things that they can show, and it's just like it's exciting to, to potentially guess what they're going to show. But also, to me personally, it's more exciting to see a new IP, see a new game, or see a remake of a game that I loved before back in the day. And I will always echo uh, 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 Legend of Dragoon and The Bouncer, and even Final Fantasy X remake. I feel like that Square Enix is not going to make a move like that yet until they are through with. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake. I mean, we have 16 that's coming out, so I don't think that they're going to do another remake until Final Fantasy 7 remake is done, and then they may consider a remake in the future on on one of the previous numbered games. So, but we'll see. But I mean, like, I'm I'm excited for all that stuff that may be shown tomorrow. We'll just have to wait and see. So yeah, so seven for Nine Ball, five for Mel Dewey, nine for Flash. Um. Speaking, kind of keeping it on the PlayStation News story number two: Spider-Man single player only. So George Yang from uh, Yang or Yang, however you pronounce that, but George Yang from Gamespot says this in the article: Insomniac Games has confirmed that the upcoming Marvel Spider-Man Two is purely a single player game. It will not feature any co-op. On Twitter, a user asked the studio if the game was going to have co-op, and Insomniac replied, "Quote: Nope. It is an epic single player adventure." Exclamation mark, end quote. This dashes any hopes for those who were hoping to swing around Manhattan with a friend together. Co-op certainly made some sort of sense to give, uh, given that there were two Spider-Man characters in Miles Morales and Peter Parker, but it looks like that won't be the case. It's uh, Mildewy Carrot. What are your thoughts about all this? I know we talked about this before, but does this shock you? Does this surprise you? Did you have a hope for it to be a single, uh, multiplayer? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on this? It would have been nice to have multiplayer co-op capabilities. You know, I definitely feel like doing that with Spider-Man would have been a lot of fun and really interesting. But the fact that it's not, it's not really that depressing or against it, in my opinion. Um, because, I mean, come on, guys. We've all seen a lot of these you know, superhero games where they've all been single-player. You know, the first Spider-Man was, Miles Morales was. I'm pretty sure Wolverine's going to be single-player, you know. Um, the only ones really that done on multiplayer is like you know Black Suns and then the whatever the other Min- Marvel one Min- was. Midnight did, Suns. You know? Yeah, Midnight Suns. Sorry. Um, Ultimate Alliance, Suns, all that. <laughs> yeah, like those ones did, but it's like I feel like to really kind of work well with the game, like I think that it has to be kind of. I feel like it's just it's just a concept of it, just to be single player. You know, now I really hope what they do is they they. Do what they did in the first one, where it's like you were jumping back between, you know, playing as Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and also as um, MJ, you know, playing as her and doing her little stuff, you know. 
So maybe they have that inside this one towards like, you know, you've got like them and then like maybe like their their co-op team, you know, the their whoever they have, like you know, play different perspectives and all. You know, I did like that aspect. So um but other than that it's really not too bad for me. I just I wanna really them to keep that same feel as Spider Man one. I wanna really them to like bring it forward more, you know. So if that means cutting out multiplayer, I'm okay doing it. Maybe they could do something like The Last of Us where they bring multiplayer in later. Who knows? Sure, sure. Um. Uh, quick question uh, for you there, Nine Ball. Have you played and beat 2018 and Miles Morales, or have you not started either one of them yet? I or do you even own them? But I haven't really. Okay. Okay. I own them. Okay, but you just played a bit, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. So I, for me, I think. Um, I right, so here's a couple things. There's, there's a, I'm, I'm pick. I'm putting together the pieces a little bit, but this is a super stretch. First and foremost, they had already mentioned like two years ago that there w- it was a single player experience. So this does not surprise me. It surprised me when it was brought up again. I was like, huh, maybe they listened to the fans or maybe they listened to the media and was like, hey, let's go ahead and incorporate some multiplayer f- or uh, co-op action in here. But no- seeing this tweet, it's not there's not going to be any co-op. A little bummer for me because, again, I like co-op play, but... It's still going to be a fantastic game. I already know it's going to be. Spider uh, Miles Morales and twenty eighteen Spider Man were both great, fantastic. I am kind of curious though. Honest. What's up? No, I was saying for me though, it's not a for me listening. It's not the worst thing. Some games ruin themselves when they try to incorporate a smash in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. If you don't need it in the game, great, just go without it. Some games just run better without it. Yeah, and, and, and this very well could be one of them. I mean, again, like, we played 28... We have already had two entries of the Spider-Man universe, strictly single-player, and those have both been running perfectly fine and uh, absolute great stories, great gameplay, all that good stuff. It was just it would have been nice to have that level of quality, but also with the multiplayer function. But there's something that I'm, I'm kind of curious on here. They're specifically saying co-op. So I'm wondering... If there's a multiplayer feature in there that's like a like a, a fighting game almost you know what i mean like like almost like a, a, a arena fighter style whatever like there's, there's multiplayer but it's not co-op it's just you someone's uh someone is uh venom another person is gwen another person is miles morales another person is peter parker and they're just fighting it out last man standing style so uh, i wouldn't say that i mean the likelihood of that happening beyond unreal like i don't think that's for one second that's going to happen but it is kind of it is kind of interesting that they specifically said co-op and not um and not multiplayer <laughs> cool so um <laughs> so that so i say that hey, what's up junior they said what's hey. up okay you good yeah yeah you excited for spider-man yeah. <laughs> all right go ahead and mommy um. So yeah. So uh, like I said, are we going to have a multiplayer Spider-Man? Probably not. But if they show up tomorrow and they're like, "Hey, it does have co-op, but it has this multiplayer mode," I think that'll be interesting to see what they would do with it if they decide to do that. Uh, Nineball, do you have any additional commentary before we go over to story number three? No. I, like I said, for me, it's just. I'm kind of glad that they just, just for me personally, from the rave reviews, it's kind of kind of glad that in a way they just decided 
right now just to not even incorporate or try to force it in. Mm-hmm. Focus on the single player, make a great single player, and maybe, like you said, <coughs> down the road, it could become an option. You know, maybe we'll just do a spinoff, like they did kind of with Miles Morales, just do a, you know, a multiplayer experience with two Spider Mans from the Spider Verse or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Story number three Final Fantasy 16 Game of the Year? Question mark. Cameron Coach from GameSpot says this in the article. And this is talking about right now the DLC for Final Fantasy. So there's three. This story number three is a three part, just so you guys know. So there are currently no plans for Final Fantasy 16 to receive DLC or spinoffs, further fleshing out its world, according to the game director uh, Hiroshi Takai. As part of the Game Informer's Final Fantasy 16 cover story, Takai and producer Naku Yoshida made it clear that the game's development team, Square Enix Creative Business Unit, uh, three is taking a wait and see approach when it comes to expanding Final Fantasy 16 story and world. Quote, we have no idea if people are going to fall in love with uh, Valisthea and fall in love with Clive's story and we want to see more of the world and what uh, and more of his characters, Yoshida said. Quote, so while we always want to consider DLC or spinoffs or those types of things where you can learn about the uh, about the game, more about the game. We first want to see if Valisthea and Clive are really things players around the world want to see more of and then make a dis- that decision. Quote, oh, Yoshida told the magazine that Final Fantasy 16 is a fully experienced uh, without the need of DLC and the team wants the players to be satisfied with what they paid for. That's a far cry from the previous main uh, entry in the series, Final Fantasy XV, which received a multiple, uh, which received multiple DLC expansions, even a CGI prequel film, uh, the Final Fantasy XV Kingsglaive. The recent Final Fantasy VII remake also received DLC in the form of Yuffie-centric expansion, Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode Intermission. In a recent interview, Yoshida said that Final Fantasy XVI's primary focus is its story, a response from uh, to fan criticisms of Final Fantasy XV's story feeling incomplete at launch and later required additional cutscenes and DLC content in order to tell a more complete narrative. Quote, I'm waiting to see how fans react to the story because that's what we put so much uh, effort into, Yoshida said. On a hands-on preview with Final Fantasy 16's opening hours proves the game story will be brutal affair and quite unlike anything seen in the series before, having taken major inspiration from Game of Thrones, uh, Final Fantasy 16 releases exclusively for PS5 on June 22, 2023. So before we go over to the next sub part of this, which is talking about the uh, day one patch that's not going to be necessary for that, does that DLC not having a planned DLC for anybody for for Final Fantasy 16 does that do anything for anybody? Do you think that this is a good thing that they're just focusing straight on the story, or do you think that they should have DLC ready to go? They're fire at the hip once people are anticipating people finishing the story. Um, to be honest, I'm very happy they're doing it this way. A DLC to me is feels lately more like the story being chopped up and handed to you. Mm-hmm. If he's doing it like this is actually for me the way to go. The main story should be the main game. The DLC should expand on the story not be the main story. Right. 
I feel like certain, so many games you run into. Oh, forget the, what is that? The season pass or the four-game expansion pack. If they can release a good game and it's solid, the experience is good and it's contained and it's first in a contained form and the DLC can expand and make it even better. I mean, to be honest, I'm all on board. That's that's actually a great, uh, great uh, approach to it. Don't like try to shoehorn people and try to force more money out of them yeah. for essentially paperware. Because I was just watching, what was I watching? I was watching Death of the Game, and he was talking about Back for Blood, because, you know, they just recently shut that down. <laughs> so, you know, rest in peace, and I'm sorry to those that popped the season pass for that game. Mm. I just have but, a game um, pass. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was good for us. <laughs> but, but let's say you bought it on Steam. You know, you don't have Game Pass. You're a Left for Dead fan. You hear the term Turtle Rock and you're like, oh yeah. They made um they made from the creators of Left for Dead. Left for Dead too. Let's go. And they get in the game and, and you find out how <laughs> I bought the game and I got the DLC. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with myself. So I'm glad he's taking the let's wait approach. See if the world is good. I am a, I guess a bit concerned. I I know Final Fantasy has tried darker tone games in the past. I want to say, what was that? Type Zero, I think. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type Zero. Yeah, that was the PSP uh, version that became a PS4 port. Or as a PSP port for the PS4 yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. But that like yeah, that was wrong. it was it was a darker tone, but it wasn't a mature like because it's the first time uh, Final Fantasy has been rated M. You know what I mean? So like, and do you know? Have you seen Game of Thrones? I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, lots of nudity. Yeah, and and and, and apparently that is some of what's going to happen inside this game. Like, the opening scene. <laughs> yes. well, it's been in video games now. For It's more prevalent now in video games, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be, like, CD Projekt Reds, The Witcher was known for it. Yeah, they had it in the God but, of War, uh, I think it was God of War 2. They had it in... The original God of War 1 had had, yeah, because you're able to you're able to sleep with Athena, or uh, you're able to sleep. I uh, was it Aphrodite. It was something like that. One I of the God of Wars. Yeah, I think it was Aphrodite, but yeah, um, yeah. Kratos had the option of sleeping with her or not, and then when you do, there's like a little mini game <laughs> of you doing the deeds. So yeah, <laughs> and it's, of course, it's, it's existing. Cyberpunk. Oh. Yep, yep. Cyberpunk has it. So yeah, so. I, so I think I honestly think mature like again if done right like I think it's we're there because I because again like even though yeah. c- cyberpunk what cyberpunk was criticized not because of the gameplay or the story it was criticized because it was a broken game that they launched that's the reason why it was cr- criticized so heavily and then the promises of all these DLCs and stuff that they ended up having to renege on because the game was just so busted so it was just so yeah so like 
So with that being said, I think that we had the creative talent in video game industries in general to be there. So I have I have faith in this. Like again, I've been I've been watching this one closely, especially with a lot of people that's talking about the previews and stuff of how they had six hours. They did not just have an hour with this thing. They had six hours of being able to have this opening experience, and they had a little experience at the end game, and th- and they're coming out like glowing previews for this game. So I'm. I'm very excited about it, but I still, I, I, to your point there, Nine Ball, we you still have to we have to see what we have to see if it happens. Like when it happens, when it happens, because even though that they had six hours on it, that's still not the entire game. They don't know how the story pans out. They still don't know what what twists and turns happens. They don't know any. They don't know anything besides what they were revealed. So they all they can really do is just have the glowing effects of the six hours that they had, and that was it so far. It, like I said, it's not. It's it's a good thing. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's it's a good model for what mm-hmm. he's saying, and I hope they stick with their guns. It's a good model. Like I said, they need people need more or less to get the whole gaming experience, and that takes me back to a long time ago with the Zero's Wrath, mm-hmm. where yeah. they released a true ending. That was so DLC stupid, and it yeah. pissed off everybody. Yeah, that that was so dumb. That was one of the dumbest things that that they could have done. But that was Capcom. That was greedy Capcom. That's yeah. what that was. Because they that they were really they're really uh, infamous for doing that during that time period. So yeah. for um, uh, Mildewy, what what are your thoughts about this after like hearing this? little discussion if you will concerning of how Yoshida's uh, <laughs> approaching this I mean I kind of agree with Nineball in a way it's like I'm glad they're not really doing um, DLC yet because I feel like DLC is what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be downloadable content which is supposed to be in a way extra content so it's not supposed to be a part of the story in launch right away because like Nemo said that just feels like you chopped up the story just to try and get something to call DLC you know mm, yeah. DLC to me is kind of like you know you know the boiling shores for um, Horizon you know it's like it's come out later like it's come out way later after the end after people have already gotten to end game you know it's like it's all this extra content that comes out after the game is fully done you know to where it's just like okay here's some extra stuff we were thinking about doing and we're adding it now you know, so make a great game, and then if you've got something else that you wanted to put in that you feel like really could be in there, then DLC it. You know for sure, but mm-hmm. definitely don't do DLCs at launch. I definitely caution against those, just because you don't know what you're getting when you do that. Agreed. Yeah, uh, no, I I completely echo all everything that you guys are saying. I think that um, again, like it. You, you, at least in my opinion, you don't want to start like unless it's a series like you're doing for Final Fantasy VII Remake to where there are specific parts like this. The split for some remake in three parts. Those are not DLC. Those are parts of a game. And so they're so when they got done with the first part, they immediately started working on the next one because they already had intent of continue on that game, that story. And it's not going to be like a small little like. It's not going to be like a small little five, ten hour experience. This will likely be another 30, 40, 50 plus exp- uh, experience, like gameplay experience, because it's a whole nother, it's another entry. It's just, it's just no different than the Born Supremacy movies 
that you're seeing them like back to back and everything like that. It's a continuation of the story. So if you're doing that, that's fine. But if it's something like kind of going to the example that Nine Ball just shared, Asura's Wrath. If you're doing that to where it's just like you play the full game, you, you roll credits, but then you only get you had to pay for twenty bucks for DLC, and then they're just like, yeah, this is the true ending. This is like, are you serious? You just took the 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 end part of this game and just resold it to me, so you can try to double dip. <laughs> like that's that's the part that's messed up. So it, yeah, so I, I agree with you guys. I definitely think that um, Yoshida is doing the right thing by just observing, seeing how it's reset, received, and and telling the full story in here. And if it's well well received, and they want to go ahead and continue on on with that, they could. Um, what I don't want them to do. Is I I if they do decide I don't want it to, I I I want it to be towards not like a Final Fantasy ten two or Final Fantasy thirteen two three scenario, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather if that if uh, if anything I just rather have be like a DLC experience 10, 15 hours if they decide to go ahead and do that and then cap it there. Um, I don't want it to be like a again a ten a ten two thirteen part one two three. I don't want to do anything like that just because I, that the yeah, other expanding on the story, but at the, at the same time, it's all, it's almost like one of those animes that stick around for too long. It should have been, it should have been done at that point. Like that, that's what I would like that. I wanted to have a good ending. I wanted to give me, give me the ending to where I like, I'll miss it. Um, but I miss it so much. I'll play it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. I don't want it to have it towards just going on because I feel like that's one of the reasons why I'm like, like I'm still going to my goal. I don't know if I'll ever hit this in this lifetime, but my goal is to eventually get fully caught up on One Piece. But it doesn't. It doesn't feel like there's any ending in sight. You know what I mean? I don't think <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's actually going to ever end. So it's just one of the. I mean, it's going to end because either one thing's one of the things is going to happen. Either the artist is going to finish it or he'll die. Like like, <laughs> like like that's, that's I mean, it could it could be a Naruto situation where he does pass away, but he's already pre planned it out and they just gotta write it, you know. Yeah. That's just pretty much what it comes down to, bro. You gotta yeah, write and draw it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those of these wonderful artists you'll be missed, but <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of, it's just one of those things where it's just like it, it, like you're overstating your welcome then at that point. So and I don't want that to be for sixteen. I just rather it to be just give me the meat and potatoes. If you're going to give me dessert afterwards, cool. I'll have my dessert after dinner, but I don't need another dessert. And then another dessert. And then another dessert. Because at that point, it's just gluttony, and now I'm full full and feeling fat. You know what I mean? Sorry. Every thing of this uh, thing I was watching, this guy was like, he was making some joke, and he was like, it's like those old people that won't hang up when you're uh, Zoom call. Because they're like, guys, get those mm-hmm. old people that, that just hang around too long. They don't get the cue to hang up. It's like, it's like a TikTok in purgatory. <laughs> it's like um, we're good now. You can go. What? You can go. What? Uh, sub sub story number two for the same Final Fantasy sixteen. Levi Winslow from Kotaku says this is an article. Folks who don't have internet or don't want to sit through a long day one patch for uh, download for Final Fantasy sixteen are in luck as Square Enix doesn't have one plan for when for when the devil may the devil may Clive action. I see what they did there. The Devil May Clive action RPG hits PlayStation uh, 5 on June 22nd. According to the Game Informer uh, report, Final Fantasy 16 is a finished package. You'll download it without having to make a space for a massive first installation update. 
Director Hiroshi Takai told the publication that this is for two reasons. One, the first is that the development team has total faith in the stability of the game's final build. Secondly, and more crucially, it's not uh, is that not everyone has internet uh, an internet connection, which complicates the nature of downloading a day one patch. To make the global uh, June release uh, truly ready, Takai, alongside uh, producer Nakayo Yoshida and the rest of the team believes that it should be functional at launch. That said, Takai told Game Informer that the development team is testing the game and regardless uh, on a regular basis, searching for any bugs that they need to be squashed and uh, issues that need to be ironed out. So although things are always subject to change, Square Enix has uh, is foregoing a day one update uh, to for Final Fantasy 16. So no day one patch is in the works right now. I know that's music to your ears. It's a nine ball. For me, it, it's some some of the problem isn't just the day one patch. Some of these are day one patches the size of the game. Yep. I'm glad that they're actually testing the game before they launch it and not, you know, launching it and just going, oh, screw it, we'll just patch it as it goes. That's not how a patch is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to fix... I mean, I understand they're doing all they can to squash bugs. I expect maybe down the road, maybe one or two updates here and there. That's going to be... Because no matter how many you do, you might find one. And then it's just human nature to try to break the game. We play with a guy named Gravity. And trust me, about every game we play with him, he tries to break it. (laughs) He does. He's like, what can I do now? He glitches through the wall. (laughs) He's like, I can glitch! He makes it a point to try to glitch every game. So, you know. He tries to find just something. Just something to do and just to get to do something outside of the norms. Like, to break the coding. He loves it and we love him for it, too. So, it's hilarious. But the simple fact that they are putting such faith in the game. They're putting... um, They're really, I would say, more or less sticking their necks out. Because it's... You don't really... The thing about it is you don't really hear this or things like this anymore. Mm. Most of them will say, "Oh, it released, it'll be fine. They release a day one patch." Well, you know, we did the best we could. They're saying that no, we're squashing everything, and we are not putting out a day one patch. Like you said, this is good not only for people that don't have internet, but people with very slow internet. Mm. Your your little Timmies and stuff, you know, they get Final Fantasy sixteen. You know, they all excited. You put it in, you download it, you turn the game on, you get another 100 gig patch, which is going to take two days. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Come here, son. Just take the rest of your game. Just uninstall the rest of your game. And you have to put Final Fantasy 16 there. So, I'm... <laughs> and then he's got to find something else to do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, the internet's already not in the house. may not already be fast. So, I'm glad they are considering that. I'm glad, too, that they are... Um, even though it's coming out in June, yep, that's around the same time Diablo comes out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that's been a huge co- uh, conversation too as well. Even though it's launching in June, they are still working on it, and that tells you a lot about how dedicated he is to the game. Most of them would have just said it's got to go, that's uh, it. <laughs> package it up. And then we'll just do a day one patch. Shouldn't be bigger than 50 gigs. 
<laughs> Hope you erase the rest of your game. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm right. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I I mean, again, this is good news to have. It means that when I put the game in and it downloads, it should allow me to be able to download it immediately. And when it's done, just jump right on in and start playing. Like I cannot wait for that day to happen. June twenty second cannot get here fast enough. Mildewy Carrot. What, uh, do you have any additional commentary before we go to the last sub-story of this one? I'm good. Y'all know me not too much on the on the FF side, so you know, not that I don't know about it, haven't played it, you know, Lightning Returns, 12 and all. That fun stuff, played the interesting ones with those, but, you know, in terms of expertise, I will leave it in your both of your <laughs> most overly qualified and capable hands <laughs> <laughs> sub story number three Wesley LeBlanc from Game Informer says this in an article and this is talking about the PC version of Final Fantasy since the reveal of Final Fantasy 16 players have asked about the potential PC version of the game especially given that the PlayStation 5 exclusivity reveal came with a six month window some potential players have assumed that that window is up a PC version of Final Fantasy 16 will be released during my Final Fantasy 16 cover story trip to Square Enix Tokyo Japan office I asked producer Nakio Yoshida about a PC version of the game while it sounds like it's on its way he stresses that it will be longer than six months before players see or even possibly hear about it I'm guessing he mentions uh, six months because of the aforementioned exclusivity window but he reiterates that his uh, that this window expiring does not mean the PC version of the uh, Final Fantasy 16 will go live then or anytime soon. So for now, and presumably uh, quite a while after the game's release, if you want to play Final Fantasy 16, you'll need a PS5. End quote in the story. Does that do anything for? I'm already getting it's already pre-ordered for me on PS5. Um, but for you guys, does that do anything for you guys? Like uh, like. Uh, are you gonna wait for PC? Are you gonna get it on PS5? Or even gonna get it? Period. <laughs> I'm picking it up. You already know that. I already. Um, I'm gonna pick it up probably PS5. Then um, I like PCs better, but the PS5 is not a bad console. It's pretty good, so I can pick it up for PS5. Probably play it on PS5. I like it enough, and I love it a lot. I might pick up the comp PC version a bit later down the line, but um, I'll probably pre-order not pre-order, but probably pick it up. We're going to take that $70 chance on this one. Heard that. Mildewy? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just I'm going to be waiting. Heard <laughs> <laughs> like that. Said. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for you, your guys' your opinions. You know, both taking the risk. I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him shoulder that responsibility. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'll, uh, we'll go from there afterwards. You know, <laughs> big power comes big responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you gonna do it? I'm gonna let you do it, bro. You know, you do it to it. <laughs> Uh, before we wrap it up, for like that's the story proper that we have, but now going on over to two fun ones that we have. One of them is not so much of a fun one as it is a, war a Netflix warning that I wanted to give you guys. Alex Stedham, uh, Stedman from IGN says this is an article. Netflix has announced that it's increased measures to prevent account uh, password 
account password sharing will begin going into effect this uh, in the U.S. today, which is the 23rd, May 23rd. The streaming giant said U.S. accounts who are uh, suspected of password sharing will receive an email today, which you can read in below on this other article, which says in part, quote, your Netflix account is for you and the people who live with you, with your household. Uh, it also announced the option that add an additional user to an existing Netflix account, allowing someone outside of the household to use your membership, but it does cost an extra $7.99 uh, per month additional user. Netflix expands further on the new feature on its help page, which explains uh, that account owners ha now have the option of buying another slot for someone outside of their household. While this quote-unquote extra member will have their own profile and password, their slot will be paid for by the owner of the account. They also have must activate their account to the same country as the, own, uh, as the account owners and cannot create additional profiles. BS coming out from the Netflix um, uh, uh, post and it really is making me consider just getting rid of Netflix. It really, really is. It's kind of leaning me towards that way. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that lasts. It, Netflix is just starting to suck when, on this portion of it. Like, like Content-wise, they have decent sh uh, shows, animes, movies, all that good stuff on there. It's not like how they were before back in the day, but it's still decent enough that I can, I would I don't mind having a subscription, but if they're going to charge me another seven nine uh, ninety nine for my sister in law to have access to this, who's in another state, that is some like that's I, I don't I don't see any other company doing that. I don't know why Netflix is going so hard on the paint for that. I really don't. It's 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 aggravating. It's annoying. It's something that is anti consumer, super anti consumer. Well, and here goes another problem. How can it tell? IP addresses. Well, here's the thing. If you're using it, let's say your family's at home watching it, you're on the phone, or let's say, for example, you're using, you might have a computer that might have a VPN on there. Mm -hmm. And if your VPN's up and running, and you're running on Netflix. Pretty, what they're saying is don't use VPN. Because if you if you do end up doing that, like... Cause that, that's here's, the, here's here's the problem that I've got with this thing. They're like, oh, if we see like you know you're doing something where it's like you know, um, you know it's like you're doing like you know oh you're doing this stuff to where you like you know oh like oh we're, like we're seeing like you're bouncing around a lot. Too many different people are logging in. I'm like, what if I travel a lot? You know how how do you mark that for me that I travel a lot and that I'm like literally. Um, not able to like be in just one spot, you know. What if I go to my parents' house a lot, you know, and I watch it there because I'm babysitting or you know, house sitting or something, you know? Like, how do you how how do you not falsify falsely just shut down account? Yeah, you know how like it, it makes no sense to me that they do this to like. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. They want security and they want money. Is what they're doing. It's because they're losing a lot of money. And they're trying to keep people from you know sharing. Got that. Um, what I don't understand is you know the pe the penalizing people that are literally being true but bounce around so much. You know. Well, the thing I don't think they're going to shut down accounts. They're just going to give you an additional charge. Well, no, that's, that's still penalizing them. Like it's going to yeah, hurt. It's yeah, you're absolutely. Gonna, you're going to lose it. Like that's what I mean by punishing, not by like 
disabling or shutting down the account or banning them, you're now charging them saying, well, we're seeing this false activity and we think you're sharing your account and logging yeah. with different people, so we're going to charge you extra for it. I'm like, you're charging me because I travel yeah. and watch Netflix. Like, this is bull. Like, yeah. this is, like, that is, like, you wanted to try and make money? Congratulations, you've now just lost a ton of money, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, this, yeah, this is one of, that has to be one of the dumbest things that you, because again, like, you, you travel, if you go to an Airbnb and you log into Netflix, your Netflix account at that Airbnb, there that's going to be considered as another location, and they're going to be like, oh, but there's a, this login that's happened over here in Wisconsin, we see that you live in Connecticut, bam, we're charging you seven ninety nine. Like, yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. It's a whole bunch of BS. I don't know why there's so that. Like, we know that corporations are not for the people. We know that, even though that they try to look like that they are, we know that ultimately the corporations are going to look out after themselves. But at least for the most part, with when it comes down to messaging and PR, they at least appear to be for the people to some degree. Um, but this, this right here is flat out them not even. Nope. They're just like, yep. Yeah, nope. We want your money. You use it anywhere else? That's on you. It just reminds me of what happened with D and D recently. Yeah. Terrible with stuff. that whole thing that they did, you know, with their, they're like, oh, we own this all. I'm like, what do you mean you own it? Like, yeah, yeah it, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Last fun one that we have on here is the PS5. Oh, that was the fun one. <laughs> the PS5 backbone, oh. which uh, what's what we have here. <laughs> Peter, Peter Cow from Engadget says this is an article. The popular Backbone 1 is an ex- excellent accessory that brings a controller-like experience to your iPhone or Android device. It was so successful that the company collaborated with Sony last year to build a P- PlayStation edition. This model replaces all of the face buttons with the traditional PlayStation controller layout with a white finish t- uh, to match. The PlayStation Edition has been exclusively available for iPhone until today. Backbone and Sony have collaborated once again to bring the PlayStation Edition variant to Android devices. As a refresher, the Backbone 1 uh, PlayStation Edition is an accessory designed to uh, in collaboration with Sony that is closest you'll get to having a DualSense controller while on the go. Sony says that it will be detected as a DualSense controller within its own PS remote play app. That means you'll be able to play P- your PS4 or PS5 catalog games with something that looks and feels similar to your standard DualSense controller, regardless of whether you have an iPhone or Android device. Though you don't really necessarily though you don't necessarily need this controller to, uh, specifically to play your games through PS remote play, other controls will work sim- similarly just without a special controller detection. So the little backbone that's out there that some people have been playing with, and you can do that on your Game Pass. You can do that on your. Uh, I'm not even sure if, if outside of Game Pass, I don't. I honestly don't know what other games people use backbones for, like other programs. But you can do it with PlayStation now on your iPhone, and that's that's pretty cool to me. I mean, especially we were just talking about traveling a lot. So if I'm like out in the Bahamas and I'm want to go ahead and play something on my PlayStation connected to Wi-Fi, and go to my PS app. And then, bam, remote play, and I can play FIFA from the Bahamas with my buddy, uh, newlywed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so this is pretty cool stuff. And if and I think the backbones itself is like a hundred, two hundred dollars. Um, it's a hundred. It's a hundred. Yeah. I, I do. I actually do plan on on getting one. Um, that way, I just have a switch like experience with my phone as well because I have the PlayStation app on my phone. 
So, is it going to be immediately? No. But is it going to be down the road? That's the plan. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our Alt Things Gaming episode. Episode 14 uh, uh, for 2023. uh, May 23rd. Uh, Tomorrow... As mentioned before, earlier at the top of the show, we are going to be live reacting to the PlayStation Showcase that's taking place at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to do the pre-show at 5, art 5, at 3.50, and then kind of go from there. All right, so, and then we'll probably talk about the game after the showcase, kind of give our thoughts, all that good stuff, especially since it's so early. So we'll probably just talk about the games that we saw, talk about the predictions, all that good stuff, and then we'll be back at it like a bad habit this coming Tuesday. Um, we didn't have nine to five. I know we were planning on doing a nine to five this uh, month. Uh, ended up being a little, little busy. So no nine to five this month unless we're able to get one in this Saturday. Um, and that's TBD. So, so be on the lookout for our social media posts if we do do one. But if not, then we'll, we'll try to plan for one for June. Until next time, everybody. I am. You probably hear my son in the background, so he's going a little crazy. So, but yeah. Until next time, everybody. I am Flash, aka Malachi thirty six. This is It's the Nine Ball, and this is Mill Dewey Carrot signing off. We will see you guys tomorrow at 3.50 p.m. EST. Until next time, everybody. Control out. Complete. Complete. Peace. Peace.